Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome. Welcome to this week's edition of the Spurs Show. Thank you so much for downloading us. Happy Eid Mubarak to all our Muslim listeners. Today's a big day uh, if you're a member of that club. Uh, thanks for downloading. Uh, packed, an absolute packed show tonight, so we've got a crack on joining me tonight. Uh, we have regularly on the show, uh, his first appearance this season, Dan Lowe returns. Hi. Welcome. Thanks and, for we're, me. and can I just say we're recording tonight's show in the offices of Sports Interactive, the makers of Football Manager Game. I lost a lot of my life and mm. relationships uh, due to these guys. I think. Well, technically, people listening now are losing a bit of their lives, kind of indirectly through. I don't think games. we bring more to them than uh, than Football Manager and Championship Manager ever yeah. did to me. I've they haven't taught me to become the brilliant manager I thought mm. I was going to be. A, one day so yeah Danny I mean there's so many football directive. games over the I stopped at Super Striker we used to push the head down and kick the ball that was sort of my level uh, when it came to computers very old school and also joining us uh, making his debut this evening very old friend of mine Rob Nathan welcome Mike thank you welcome and welcome to you and I've never played football manager not no? even the 2011 edition that they are promoting here in this office 2011 there's an old there's an old picture there have you, you know? two never played football manager no before? i have i have played it and i got slightly addicted and stopped i went oh, i can't do this this is like all nights and then i'll stop right download now. it tonight rob no, uh, like your life is about to change yeah maybe probably don't no. uh, i mean that in all due respect to the uh, the, the, the 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 people of listening to this and show. to Mrs. Rob as well exactly yeah. exactly. and also joining us later Harry Harris is coming on the phone to talk about his brilliant new book uh, that you can be part of called Spurs your Spurs Dream Team 11 that he's going to get loads of fans to write in and not, rather than you know pundits and ex-players the fans what is your Spurs 11 ultimate Spurs 11 so we'll do that a little bit later along uh, before we kick off this evening um, just to remind everyone out there because we sort of last week we did a sort of Cliff Jones special two shows the second show will be coming out when Cliff's book uh, comes out in a few weeks time so listen out for that <coughs> sort of extra show 
but we are uh, this week supported by Fanjul, which is a, a one-day fancy football. Basically, you select a team of Premier League players for a single round of fixtures, so you're not locked in for the whole season, and you can play, watch, and win money if you're good enough. I actually won the weekend. I won £7.50 on this game with quite an average team that had Sigerson in, so obviously he scored. Uh, anyway, £7.50 up. There we are. Up I on Diego the costume, my conventional fantasy league this week. Right. I did genuinely find myself cheering when he scored Ooh, the equaliser last night. That's the thing, isn't it, with these games? Mm. Oh, you start, you know, don't, you don't wrong. put Gunas in there, do you? I've got Koscielny. Yeah. Uh, oh, he scored as well. But Danny Rose was injured, so I had to get... I don't know. I mean, I, I should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, do, you can play for free or uh, put your own money on the line for the bigger payouts. Uh, so last week and this week, we've all entered the £7,500 fan favourite, which sort of covers next week's ga- week, next weekend's games. It's £5 entry and you can win prizes, which, you know, total £7,500. Go to the top 400 managers. So well worth it. If you win, you win 750 quid. Well, I mean, as I said, I came fifth in the whole thing this week. So if I can do it, <laughs> trust me, you can. Pick your team. Got £100 million to spend. No subs, no captains, just 11 players. Um, and then FanJul's designed by football fans like us. It's powered by Optus Stats. It's more about just goals, assists and clean sheets. Every pass, every tackle, every interception you win points um and the offer we've got for you obviously because they're supporting us if you sign up with the promo code spurs show uh, then fanjul will return your entry fee as free credit so if you don't win cash in your first contest contest up to a tenner so basically do the five pound entry enter use the offer enter your team against ours if you don't win you'll get that money returned anyway so you're basically playing for free so go to fanjul.co.uk enter the promo code spurs show in the promo code field and sign up and bag the offer uh well worth it uh available in the uk only for those over 18 please play responsibly term supply <laughs> there we go so we've got as i said lots to talk about uh the game against stoke the game's coming up against monaco which can't wait for and then sunderland ooh, sunderland on sunday uh but firstly uh gentlemen sunday's game we won their four four nil last season we won again started off i was one of these people started watching going oh god here we go first 10 15 minutes we weren't at the races dan what, what were your feelings on it yeah, I, I was pretty scared the first sort of 10 minutes or so because I've, I've begun to worry about this season a little bit. I thought about it afterwards on the drive home and I realised, you know, the last time that we played well besides mm-hmm. that game was also against Stoke City. <laughs> <laughs> what a way, so, really? Yeah, so if like, not that I want to sound too glass half empty about oh, I this. see, the last game, not I see, not two games before. I mean, yeah, we, we, I, I know what you mean. We I'm haven't played yeah. well. Since, since that 4-0 since that last 4-0 yeah. Stoke game I mean at least we haven't had 90 minutes because yeah. we, we did, then lost to was it West Brom or Drew West Brom yeah. after and then Southampton and then, Southampton and then, Southampton and then Chelsea, Chelsea and yeah, so yeah, on yeah. and so forth and then no, the, the Newcastle right. game which yeah. we don't talk about anymore no. um, but I, I did think the first 20 minutes or so they were mm. really outplaying us it, yeah. and if it wasn't for sort of Vertonghen throwing himself Michael mm. Dawson like which is sort of yeah. what he seems to do nowadays in, in front of a few shots then we would have been in trouble but then it gets to a point I think like where Pochettino just gets bored Mm. of letting other teams have a go at us and just he just plays around them mm. and the way the way that we just took took them to pieces uh mm. in the second half was hilarious it was genuinely one of those like laugh out loud funny uh afternoons in a stadium 
and uh, we parked away so we had to walk all the way through the Stoke fans which oh. they always advise you never to do no, I know. they always trying to escort you from the station but we, uh, we so had the to... land that time forgot up though isn't it I remember yeah. going in the 80s and they were still wearing flared jeans then well they pretty much are still doing 80s. that now but yes yeah, Stoke is sort of has mm. a reputation for being a little bit naughty so yeah. the uh, the celebrations were a bit short lived we had to talk in a Stoke accent which is one of the really? hardest accents I to do to, heard, all what the way did you back. say <laughs> were you just chatting to each other in a yeah, sort we, of we just gr- grumbled about unemployment and heads had down look, look, yeah. look, looking really angry that you just lost 4-0 <laughs> yeah. like, we've all done it away from yeah. home but we, we were really fine. like in a bad mood walking back whatever and then laughing every now and again once we got out of sight but Did you got um, the train there so presumably there was no, loads no, I tried. Of oh okay yeah yeah, it's um, yeah, it was it, it was a it was a laugh. I've got to say, it was it was the most fun I've had in a while, and it's made me feel more optimistic than I should yeah. be about Wednesday. I mean, Rob, what, what did you think? I mean, again, as Dan said, not a great start, but we we were saying on last week's show we haven't clicked yet. We haven't clicked yet, but no, my that, God, we that clicked. would be the the worry. Mm. You know, fifteen minutes in, yes, we were we were under it, but if you look back to last season's four 0 we started off pretty averagely you're mm. away from home against Stoke mm. you're not going to boss it from from the first whistle mm. you know I think you've got to realise that we'd love to play Stoke every week <laughs> because yeah. I think that what it did teach us was that was that was two things one I think that Mark Hughes is his time has sort of run out as a, as a Premier League <laughs> manager because he's devoid of ideas mm. you expected when he put on Charlie Adam he might as well have put yeah. on two guy yeah. because <laughs> he's you know, that's not going to do any any favours. And secondly, we, we it was a game where none of us on the way up there in the pubs or, or ever would have said he is going to play Son from the start. Mm. Mm. Hasn't played a minute this season. We would have said it was going to be Lamella, Ericsson. Well, I knew Lamella was going to play because he obviously played in Venezuela, but I just assumed Sissoko was yeah. going to play really strong in that middle yeah. again or pl- and play Sissoko but, but in that position. But we wouldn't have suggested that, that because there yeah. was rumours of Son going out in the transfer window and he played well big rumours I mean Pochettino yeah. came out and went yeah we thought about yeah. it and then I decided to sort of give him another chance and in fairness to Stone, when he first came to Spurs he started off well then he got injured again didn't he? I think none of these players got injured and it took time uh, but I mean talking about Sundown I mean two wonderful goals weren't they yeah, that they first were, one beautiful beautiful finish uh, when, he, when he sort of dived or got knocked over at the beginning I mean it's down the other end so I didn't exactly see mm. it and I haven't seen the, the replays of it but that's all the Stoke fans were really pissed off about that but I just thought, like, once he got his confidence and once the game opened up a little bit, he was taking the piss. He really was, like, it was just a joy to watch. He's so skillful. And it makes you realise that, that that money that we spent on him, kind mm. of, you know, if he plays like that sort of five or ten more times this season, then that money is a bargain because he knows where the goal is. And I love a player who will strike it, even though he's in one-on-one with a keeper. He'll just try and have a dip from 20 yards out. So that mm. second goal was fantastic. Yeah. The work for the fourth goal as well, we set mm. up Harry Kane. I just thought like he played as though he's the solution to all of our problems and every single player in that midfield played really really well and I've thought almost all of them have been poor this season mm. up until now mm. like it's not just they haven't clicked you've only ever had one player who's played sort of halfway decent in each of the previous four games generally it's been Lamella but I mean it looked like the as it looked like the same midfield last season but even better I mean Sun's one of those players to me that I always sort of think if he doesn't think about what he's doing and plays instinctively he looks really good it's only when you sort of see the brain whirring and he cuts inside he's lost the ball again but I mean both those goals I mean that first one you look at this little run he made backwards uh, when Ericsson had the ball to to get it and Mm. the second one again as, as Dan said 
he could have easily taken that on and, and done stuff. But it was, uh, you know, and, and even the second goal, it was in the middle of the goal rather than top corner. But I think the pace of it did give him, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's, he's a feverishly energetic player. And that's what he offers you. And you think the alternative last season would have probably been Chadley mm. to start if he wouldn't have played Lamella. Would, would Chadley have made that run for the first goal? A, no. B, he definitely wouldn't have uh, put it in with his left foot. And, and the second goal, yeah, he, he probably would have cut in. Chadley was good, but he saw him traipse off at West Brom at the weekend. And it was 13 million, yeah, we'll take that. I think mm. the difference between the, the two four nils from this season and last season was that we have now a better a better squad. Mm. So by removing the players mm. like Chadley, uh, like Mason, that we now have Sissoko, Wanyama, Jansen to come in and you think well what is the progress for 4-0 4-0 we've we're now eight points from from four games last season it was three points from four mm. games so although we've got the same respective points as yeah, last season we've teams. hit the ground running, uh, you know as Dan said that match last season against Stoke when it was like this is it we, we could do this mm. that was the high point that's when we started purring mm. and we've done that in game four so that's the the reasons for mm. optimism but it was, it was interesting. I was ask you, Dan. It, it was interesting that Pochettino said that when he got back this season, or maybe well, might have been last week when the international players came, he had a real one half hour sit down, heart to heart, and apparently sat down with them and said, "This is why I'm pissed off with last season. This happened." That apparently was a real sort of purging, and 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 you could see again the strength in that midfield. Everyone's playing for each other. That third goal Ali's goal that mm. run that Walker makes in their corner Incredible. where he's effectively on the goal line mm. yeah. bombs forward you, you know, you're two up yeah. most players and most managers would give it the old stay back we're two up here but he bombed forward you know and got the ball and great ball in and, and Ali again made one of those runs similar to some for the first goal just came just mm-hmm. dropped to get the ball you know it's, it's Really, I mean, last season we hoped that this season the players begin to gel. They know each other. We hoped keep fit. They can move on. Do you think we can really kick on now? Well, Walker is the only player so far who has definitely kicked on. Mm. Last season he was brilliant. You know, almost all the way through. It was he was as good as the year that he won the Young Player of the Year, if not better. This season he's been even better. Him and Rose uh, have been outstanding, and I think Walker across four games has played as well as anyone I've ever seen at Spurs before. I can prob- you can probably sort of say Bale was as consistent as that because say what you like about Tottenham, we don't have consistent players. We've got mercurial players who will play brilliantly across a few games, but they won't necessarily play brilliantly four games mm. straight. Carrick used to do that, I think, as well. He used to be consistently really good. But Walker was so- has been so amazing. And that run was just... When we saw him starting to make that run towards us, um, in in whatever the name of the stand that we're in uh, was, we just like we you know we turned to each other sort of open mouthed, and for him to then just run on and knock it across, mm. I just think he he's currently the best player in the Premiership. Walker is mm. won't be like that for a couple more weeks, but I don't think anyone's playing as well as he is. And his final ball, I mean, you know, again the problem with Walker over the years was sometimes defensively he'll dither on the ball, or when he does get forward, his pass would be poor. That mm. they're now. You can see now, and it's the great thing about Tottenham at the moment, you can see the players know what each other are going to do, where the, the moves they're going to make. I think that, you know, as Dan said, he is a, a fantastic player and, and realising his full potential now. That, that was another cr- uh, crucial difference between us and Stoke. Stoke have full-backs in, I think, Peters and, and Cameron, who are very pedestrian. Yeah. And when Walker went off the game before last, mm. and, and the temptation was to maybe 
put Davis on the wrong side, but he put uh, Dyer mm. at, at right back. And immediately, when you have a, a tall, strong centre half who can play there, you don't have that dimension. You, you remove mm. that dimension. Dyer's a, mm. a brilliant player, but he's not a right back in the league of Walker. Mm. So we're. Pochettino is, is blessed, really, because he's... Well, not he's blessed. He's developed a squad with with two brilliant fullbacks mm. and two um, reserves, because we've got a very busy season, This, this who, who follow that mould. Mm. So, in terms of defensively, it hasn't looked better for Spurs for mm. years, but, but Walker at the moment is, you know, is untouchable and unplayable. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that defence is absolutely the finished article that, you know, you, you wouldn't make any changes. I wouldn't say that it. about Spurs over the years, <laughs> would you? Yeah, but it's, it's really good. I mean, finished article. Even, even, with, even with Davis coming in to re- re- replace Rose, you know, he still, he fits the system really well. And, and Dyer playing out a right back um, against Liverpool, that was the best he'd played so far this mm. season until Saturday. Mm. You know, Dyer had been poor up until then. But I think, you know, he is versatile enough to be able to go and move out into other parts. It's the midfield that I think, you know, it's incredibly talented, but is it going to play that well for the majority of this season? Um, or is the majority of it going to play well for the majority of this season? And I think what is, without wanting to sound kind of glass half empty, because I think, you know, this is a really good team and it, it could repeat last season's uh, feats really easily and, and, and possibly, you know, even better. But do we know that the players that have come in are better than what we've sold? Because I don't feel we do know that about Sissoko. No, we don't. We haven't seen him yet. And, and I don't feel know. we know that necessarily about Janssen. Do we know that Janssen is better than Chadley? Mm. Um, I don't know that we I do. I mean, yeah, Wanyama is certainly a, an improvement. I know he got booked and, you know, again, he's sort of, he's got a red card in him type But thing. an improvement on who? Is yeah, he better than Im- Mason? I suppose he is. Yeah, but I think so. Slightly different yeah, player. Yeah, Mason and Bentaleb. Shipping those out, Holtby we've had. Yeah, Wanyam's definitely an improvement. He was fantastic at Celtic and he was great at Southampton. I think he's a, he, he is a really class player. When you look at the team, personally, I think that, okay, we've got lots of games and there'll be injuries and they'll have to, to, to change the squad. But when, say, the upcoming games, the big games, Monaco, Arsenal, etc., Man City, I think that the back four or five with, with Larice in goal speaks for itself. If one of them's injured, then we've got ready-made replacements. Mm. After that, I think that, that Dyer, Ali, Ericsson and Kane are mandatory in that team. And that, to me, is, is the, the, the nine players. And the others are interchangeable, depending on the team, depending if it's Son, Dembele, Wanyama, Janssen, bring in players. But I think that, for me, it has to be Kane right at the top, and it has to be dire holding. And they're two, for me, world-class players in the Spurs team, along with Ericsson and Ali. And, it's, you know, you wouldn't really swap that for many teams in the, in the Premier League. Mm. And it's just those other two supporting players. Mm. If Lamella's on form, amazing. Lamella on his day. But to me, he's not a £30 million player. probably is in today's inflated wages. But when we bought him, there's still question marks. Um, but I think that we've now got nine out of the 11 who you'd say, well, this is... Mm. You know, Sissoko might come in and be that other world-class player. But we're there. I think that we, we're, we're sort of 90% of the Well, we've got Dembele there. to come back. Yeah. And it was also interesting the weekend that Luis, you know, no one expects Luis to play. Also, I know he's fit and didn't have a save to make, really, did he? They had one shot. Um, he, he did make a really, really good save right at the end. Oh, right I mean, at the end. To, yeah. yeah, to be fair to him. Um, uh, yeah, I think Luis has been funny as well because, again, you know, he didn't start the season very well. He made a mm. real mistake on that Everton goal um, and was... 
I thought really poor by his standards towards the end of the season. You know, mm. he, he yeah. was letting in almost every shot that he faced. Didn't face many against Southampton, but let them both in. And one was really dodgy. Mm. And then Newcastle, he let in almost every shot he faced. Mm. But, you know, world-class goalkeeper and one of the greatest goalkeepers we've ever had. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, he doesn't have to face anywhere near as many shots as certain other goalkeepers have had to mm, uh, true. in the past like Robinson and Gomez used to get yeah. absolutely peppered mm. uh, and you know Walker did as well but well, um, it's interesting you talk about you you know one of the greatest players we've ever had we're going to be joined now by Harry Harris who's got a book coming out who's obviously fans of a certain age will know how he used to write all the Tottenham annuals and all this stuff over the years from the sort of early 80s and he's done quite a few books on Spurs and goes through a lot of players books uh, but he's got this book coming out about the Spurs Dream Team Eleven, so let's uh, let's give Harry a shout now. Uh, we're joined now by uh, a, a man that many Spurs fans will know over the years. Been associated with the club for well, for my at least since the early eighties. Uh, done various wonderful sports books, and he's got a great book coming out soon, which you, the listener, can help with because basically it's you naming the Spurs show, uh, the Spurs team, Dream Team, your favourite. 11 and I've already just done mine and then we can talk about this and how we can talk about the books uh, the, the, the book and what's behind it uh, tough one to do your best 11 but I went Jennings Knowles Hewton King Roberts Hoddle Gascoigne Mackay Bale Klinsman Greaves beat that everyone uh, so Harry thank you so much for joining us and um, what was the, what was the idea behind behind this book well, it's called Down Memory Lane, which mm-hmm. I think gives everyone a bit of a hint. Um, I first did a volume called Down Memory Lane whew, nearly eight years ago. So I think, well, there's lots happened since then, so good time to update it. So it's fully updated. I've rewritten it all. There's lots more stories in it. Um, and I would think a lot of people would probably not have read it or heard about it uh, all those years ago. Mm. So it'll come fresh to a lot of people's minds. But one of the main um, things that we're doing in this one is we've got um, a whole ranch of really big name Spurs legends, um, journalists who are Spurs fans, and some reasonably well-known Spurs fans as well, all naming their dream team, the greatest team in their opinion. We're having a little vote and out of that will come the official greatest ever Spurs team. Oh, that's amazing. So how can uh, listeners, can they sort of send, send their uh, teams to, to, to you and you can sort of collate, you know, votes and, and what people have sort of voted for? Yes, because this is a book by a fan yeah. and it's for the fan. Mm. So I'd like it to be inclusive with fans and books don't usually do this. No. But, um, if you send me your selection, mm-hmm. I will put that in the book amazing that's fantastic okay well what i'll do then i'll get uh have you got a twitter handle that you want people to send stuff to or or or, or send well, i kind of like avoid my own personal one right. for obvious reasons um but um uh along with glenn huddle funnily enough i run a, a website called zap sport so that right. has a twitter twitter handle okay zapsports.com so zap sport um, z-a-p send it to you and you're going to yeah. forward it to me i'm happy with okay that. so if people then send it to spurs at spurs show and at zap sports which is z-a-p-s-p-o-r-t-z okay zap sports with a z and spurs show start sending in your best 11 
you know, probably the players you've actually seen. Although, in fairness, I never saw Mackay and Greaves play in the flesh. <laughs> but to me, there were two players that I thought had to go in. So send those over, and then you know you could be part of this this wonderful book. And when's the book going to come out, Harry? Well, the, um, the publication date is going to be uh, the end of next month. Oh, God, so get a move on then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, really, if you're going to submit your teams, it's going to have to be this week. Okay. It's going so, to press this week. Well, this shall be out um, today, so... We're okay. also planning something rather unusual. We're going to try and get five generations of Spurs legends from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, right up to date, mm-hmm. um, all together at Planet Hollywood mm-hmm. in the first week of November. Oh, fantastic. Wonderful. Well, keep us posted about that, and uh, we'll certainly tweet everything. I mean, very, very quickly, while we've got you here, obviously, we've just spoke about the wonderful result uh, against Stoke at the weekend. Where do you think this team, with the, te- the current team we've got, if they stay fit, uh, how, how far do you think this team can go this season, Harry? I think when you read my uh, views of the last six, nearly 60 years, um, I, I think they'll be very much coloured by the kind of like topsy-turvy um, results and um, seasons of promise that uh, end in disappointment. <laughs> well, we all know those. <laughs> um, and I'd hate there to be another one now. I think the, the big difference is I wasn't 100% sure of the manager when he first joined up. I didn't think he had quite enough experience, but he's, he's gained a bit. Um, and I, I think he's one of the most promising young managers I've seen for a long time at Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his attitude uh, to the team ethic and hard work uh, allied to talent, because I've seen so many Spurs teams down the years, <clears throat> so many great individual talent, but never aligned to a team ethic. So I think that, first and foremost, is now what managers like Jurgen Klopp uh, Conte at Chelsea, and certainly the one we've got at Spurs, uh, Pochettino really puts that kind of thing first. And, and and for that reason, I think there's less likely to be just seasons that drizzle out. I think the players will be fitter, more focused, and uh, um, that makes up for an awful lot. Even if you haven't got a team full of fantastic talents, mm. um, you, you, you can have a team and that's what Spurs have needed over the years. I mean, the interesting thing is that this team we talk about is the club is now, well, in the year, you know, we talk about the Modrics, the Berbatov, the Bales, you've got a potentially great team, all sold. This team at the moment have been, they're all being tied to longer contracts. Ericsson this week, reportedly for Tottenham and Walker, are signing new contracts. There's chats going with Lamella. He's keeping all these players together and they all seem to want to stay at Spurs and play for this manager. That should make a big difference, shouldn't it? Wow, and they bought a player for thirty million. Yeah, What's next. I know, I know, <laughs> exactly. So uh, it, it, it all goes well. And very, very quickly, we're going to talk about more at length in a minute. The game on Wednesday, Monaco. Are you, are you going to go to that game? Well, it's all bumbly, and I've got to be honest. Um, it it uh, doesn't rock my boat. Uh, it certainly didn't rock the boat of Arsenal fans when uh, Arsenal tried it many years ago when they were moving to their new stadium and. Um, in retrospect, they regretted that move because it failed to produce the kind of atmosphere, never had four gates, and 
Champions League campaign petered out very quickly. Um, I'm not quite so sure that'll happen with Spurs. I, I think um, I think the Spurs fans will take to going to Wembley. Uh, they've always enjoyed a cup final there, uh, and I think they will create a unique atmosphere at Wembley. And I really hope they do, and I'm, I'm expecting that they will do. Well, it's going to be some game on Wednesday. Eighty thousand plus Spurs fans all at Wembley together with about four Monaco fans. <laughs> it's going to be. An extraordinary atmosphere. I've heard uh, those Monaco fans make a lot of noise. They make a lot of noise. They make a lot of noise, both of them. So, I mean, that's, I, I, you know, I, I can't wait anyway. So, uh, and, and, and how far do you think we can go on in this Champions League? Do you think we can improve on the last time we were in it? Well, well yes, I do, because, uh, again, it's that kind of um, uh, team focus that I feel will, 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 you know, there's some good individuals, but a lot to the team, uh, there, there's much more of a chance. I mean, the last time, it was a one-man show. Yeah. Uh, and if Gareth Bale didn't pull it out of the fire, then there was no one who, who could. Uh, and this is different. Uh, I, I think I think they will get to the knockout stages. But um, competition is fierce. You can't really compare the Spurs squad to the Manchester City squad and what Guardiola is doing there as well. You talk about the work ethic. That's what, that's what he... Uh, instills in his players um, I, I, I obviously think that Man City have underachieved in Champions League I don't think they will this time mm. um, so the competition is fierce you know Manchester City Barcelona Real Madrid Bayern Munich you know it's, it's tough when you get to that stage mm. well let's hope we get to that stage Harry thank you so much for joining us just to remind everyone get your best Spurs 11 of all time or the players that you've seen and tweet us at Spurs Show and Zap Sports with a Z and you could be one of these lucky people to have your selection in Harry's book, which comes out very, very soon. Thank you so much, Harry, for joining us. And hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll have you on, on the show uh, uh, later on this season. Thank you so Pleasure. much. Lovely. Pleasure. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Cool. So that was Harry Harris there. Uh, exciting stuff. So, Rob and Dan, presumably we're all going on Wednesday. Yep. Looking forward to it, Rob? Yeah, it should be unique. Regardless it is of what, unique, um, isn't it? Harry was saying he was unsure. Well, Arsenal could have set out, but we're a bigger club than Arsenal, yeah, so of course we're going to set out. And they're used to... Um, for us, it's a local game. For them, they're going to come from South London. Uh, so, it's a, you know, it's a big, big tra- uh, traipse for a lot of their fans. Well, it was... It, they, they like a soulless library-type uh, yeah. environment, so they, they recreated mm. that. Mm. I think it will be... It's a great opportunity. This is the biggest ever Premier League attendance for a British club. It's going to be... The, yeah, it's, well, it's certainly because they are classed as home games yeah. because... You know, it's not just one, it's not a knockout game. This will be our biggest attendance of all time home game, because it's classed the home game, since Sunderland in uh, 30, 75,031, something like that, I think, from memory. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be the biggest atmosphere and the, uh, most people. There's something about, because when you go to Wembley before, there's always the, the, the other fans and stuff. But having 80,000 Spurs fans together, it's almost going to be obviously slightly bigger. With the new stadium coming, which is going to be 60,000 plus, it's almost going to give us a sort of hopefully a flavour of what it's going to be in, in, in a couple of seasons anyway, isn't it, Dan? You hope? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why you wouldn't be incredibly excited about this. This is a historic moment mm. for the club. Like, there's never been this many Spurs fans in one place together before, mm. ever, as far mm. as we know. Spurs show live a few years ago. Yeah. We were certainly over capacity then. It was very quite, It was a fire <laughs> risk, it was, which I felt took the shine off it a little bit. But, I mean, this is... We had no choice. We couldn't have stayed at White Hart Lane. No. It would have been a, a nightmare for people to get tickets for. And the yeah. other alternative was Milton Keynes. Mm. And this couldn't be any further away from that 
you know, if we tried. Mm. So I, I can't wait. I mean, I, I think it's also going to be interesting sort of, you know, getting um, ready for next year and scouting out the pubs that we can go to and, yeah. you know, Wembley becoming our home. But this couldn't, you know, this is, we've got Gillingham the following week, so it's kind of right back down to earth again. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm as excited as I've ever yeah, been as a Spurs too. fan about this particular week. It's kind of crept up on me a little bit, Yeah. Um, but I, I just can't wait. And I think like, you know, it's six years ago since we lost yeah, the Champions League. If we get it. out of this group, yeah. even though it is in theory a reasonably mm. easy group, although Monaco, Monaco are Monaco started league, well yeah. and Leverkusen are looking good. Yep. So, you know. Well, every, everyone's good in this competition, yeah. but if we can get out of this group it's an amazing achievement like mm. forget getting to the quarterfinals or anything like that but um yeah i think it's it's gonna be amazing i'm, I'm going to monaco away as well so oh, i'm wonderful. gonna kind of yeah make make a few uh make a few rivalries chuck a few stuff into the a few things into the monaco section nice but i mean rob you know a lot of fans have sort of slagged the, the board you know off quite a lot they got a ticket pricing absolutely right for this i mean i bought the sort of three ticket deal with the season ticket then um before it went on general sale a few people go oh we haven't sold out it's gone on general sales of spurs fans it sold out no. you know they but they got the pricing right it wasn't silly money no. i mean you, if you go to club wembley and that sold this bit you can pay whatever it was a ticket i think but tickets they, started at about 20 pounds yeah. for the tickets it's uh, it's fantastic and to get that amount of people like we said, that, that it gives a flavour of what to expect yeah. when we do move to a 60,000 mm. capacity stadium. And um, hopefully prices there will be, be more realistic. Mm. I just think that talking about the, you know, the, the fans last season were, were eerily quiet with the, with the Levy out stuff when we mm. sudden, stu- suddenly started to do well. And Pochettino proved that we didn't have to buy 30, 40 million pound players just to appease fans who just want a new toy to play with because it's transfer deadline day. I think that more is moving on slightly from from, from ticket pricing, but it's the club itself that people really like to see the team playing well. And if we're winning like last season, you know, Harry was saying, Harry Harris was saying that, that, um, we could do well and the team is okay my god last season we were challenging for the league mm. when was the last time we, we did that we, up until yeah. the last five games mm. we were genu- when we played after the Stoke away game last season we thought that we could actually do this and we used to we used to like pine for the days when we'd get fourth under Harry. Mm. Yet we were disappointed we didn't win. Most the seasons league. over the years, we'd be finished by just after yeah, Christmas. Absolutely, we've got an amazing you know, team. Here. I want like could, some, could, could people <laughs> who are pissed off at the board at the moment write in to the Spurs show mm. because I would be interested to know what you're currently annoyed about because I know there are some of them you see them on Twitter oh. in fact actually do you know what if you're angry at the club at the moment you're angry with the way that the ticketing situa- uh, situation has been handled you don't like the way that kind of away- the, the ballot is allocated for the home games you don't like you think it costs too much to go to away games just write everything that you- pisses you off about the club on a piece of paper now fold it over and then go and kill yourself <laughs> because you're never going to be happy no. like this is as good as it's ever really going to yeah. get it's we've already peaked and it's downhill from here. So just appreciate the next couple of weeks or so and stop complaining. Because if you've got stuff to complain about at the moment, do you know what? You don't like football. It's not for you. Mm. You've dedicated most of your adult life and your life as a child to something you didn't like. It's fine. Just but do, you do think something it's else. Because if you grew up and saw there's a certain amount of different fans. If you saw the double team, you're always going to go back, heart back at the double team. I don't. I the, the greatest Spurs teams I saw were. The early 80s, when Wembley was the second home, you know, 81, 82, 84. Great team, 
players then that apart from Hoddle, the Ardillas and Veer, sort of homegrown players or Robbers bought from Weymouth yeah. and Miller coming through, players that like now have just a good, great team players and the team gels. So, y- yes, the Harry stuff a couple of seasons, the season under Pleat, but over the many, God knows how many, 50-odd years, there's been, what, 10 great seasons? So we've had 40 probably quite average, especially oh, yeah. in the league, average sure. seasons. We, we finished third last year, our highest finish since 85. So that's the highest finish in 30 years. You, you, you've got to enjoy that surely Rob yeah, I think that, that why again it's refreshing for Pochettino is that I think that Spurs and Spurs fans and Spurs culture was hankering for the next Glenn Hoddle mm. we always thought that post Hoddle where is the next Hoddle and um, we used to churn out this succession of average ball-playing midfielders, tidy players of Stephen Clements and Geoffrey Minton that all come along and do their five minutes of average tidy playing it around. Sam Ways was probably the best of that kind of bunch. And even up until Mason, Mason is one of those that has come through. And that's why I think Pochettino has thought that era has gone. That sort of tidy, going backwards, neat ball-playing player. There's not a place for them in the Premier League at the moment. So we have, you know, no one expected him to turn Eric Dyer into a, a squad player, a, a third choice centre half, into arguably one of the best holding midfield players in the country at the moment. Mm. And he's bought Wanyama and he's got Dembele playing. Real powerhouse midfield is what the, the future's about. So, mm. yeah, you know, it, you know, my, okay, I'll, I'll do a bit glass half empty just to. to, to finish the point is that there will come a time when Pochettino will be a victim of his own success and go and manage Argentina or go and manage Madrid or Barcelona and the lure of that will be too great and then we will be shit who do we get to replace him what, what's the next point of call but hopefully he's building foundations now mm. for, for many many years or we could lose 10 of the next 12 games and get replaced <laughs> by Mickey Hazard. <laughs> so. There you go. That's the Spurs yeah. fan. But, you know, I, 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 I agree. You know, especially talking about Wednesday, it's going to be an extraordinary night. It's going to be 28 degrees. It's going to be something else going, going but it's going to, but it's going to be yeah. tough because yeah no, they're a good team Monaco, Monaco are, are playing really well they play it's not going to be easy you know, now they've got Falcao back and, yeah, and, I'll take 1-0 uh, now you know. quite happily they play, they play two up <laughs> front them. which yeah. is which is tricky for us mm. um, they've got uh, Martino in, in midfield who pulls the strings they're a very different proposition mm. to Stoke put it that yeah. way so it, it won't be easy but mm. it's an amazing experience and, and we've got We've got great players who are now, you could tell by the atmosphere and you could tell by the, the environment within the team on Saturday that, that, that we're clicking at the right time. Mm, absolutely. Uh, before we look forward uh, to the next league game, uh, don't forget you can get our free iPhone and Android apps um, and join our Facebook page and join our Twitter feed and all the back catalogue, all the shows, everything is at spurshow.net. Next week, Theo Delane is here, uh, Kieran Brennan from Football Manager and Dame Julie Welsh join us uh, next week um, this Sunday we play Sunderland 4.15 kickoff 4.30 4.30 is a weird time what, for why a football match I don't know I don't make the rules oh, 4.30 That's I think the right. games before on Sky might be finishing oh. kicking off a bit later oh, so 4.30 okay 4.30 kickoff uh, last season we won 4-1 mm. a goal down mm. I remember Van Anholt scored and then they sort of shot themselves in the foot with some comedy goal I remember and we went on and steamrolled them same again 
I mean, they got new manager now, Moyes. David Moyes there. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's good, isn't he? <laughs> um, every result so far this season has been the same as last exactly season. Exactly the same. So, like, well, there's been, like, Everton, we drew one all, and it was two all last yeah. season, and then kind of Liverpool was nil-nil, and we drew yeah. one all. But it, Points it, the same. But, yeah, but the, but the Palace uh, is exactly the same yeah. score. Stoke's exactly the same score. So, in theory, you know, we should give them a bit of a beating. And mm. they are actually, I think they're a lot worse than mm. they were last season. I think they've got... Um, they look like they've got no cohesion as most David Moore's, Moyes teams don't. Um, and if we play half as well as we did on Saturday, then I think I can't um, even think who's in their team. Like, well, they, they have their smattering of ex-Man United players, oh, and yeah. they bought McNair and they bought Love from from, from Old Trafford and supplement with O'Shea. Mm. Then they have it depends if Catamol's going to be playing and <sighs> running around like a headless chicken, and obviously Defoe up front. But oh, they, but, but, but they will play. <laughs> they will play with predominantly 10 men behind the ball yeah break um, us down trying to break us down but they again they're, they're a very similar side to Stoke powerful mm. players um, in the midfield but but we're we're far better we're far better you hope that the exertions of, of Wednesday don't tire us out but um, they shouldn't do well, I mean, they'll rotate I mean you know obviously Dembele oh Dembele's returning I don't think he'll start Dembele on, on Wednesday. I mean, I, I mean, he's not match fit, is he? I mean, well, you apparently, know. really off the pace for Belgium, um, right? The other day, so I don't know. I can see Sissoko starting maybe on Wednesday. Yeah, I can see Dembele maybe. playing coming on at on, some stage, but he'll play on Sunday. I yeah. imagine. Lamella, you think would probably play on on, on on Wednesday? You'd imagine. Yeah, well, he's going to want people who are prepared to um, to just run around a bit. Well, it was really, a big pitch. It was a big old mm. pitch. You know, it's a big difference in White Hart Lane the size of the pitch. So. Uh, yeah, so our you know. expansive style of yeah. football. Uh, like I said before, I think you could probably name nine of the starting yeah. eleven now, and it just depends who he decides to fit into into those midfield places. Mm. But yeah, he, he will ultimately have to to rotate for Sunderland and then Gillingham. Well, Gillingham, uh, the kids will play in the in the you know. I mean, the, our, our second third string should be strong. Josh Onam is going to get a hat trick against Gillingham. I, re- I reckon. I think he's the unluckiest player so far. He was mm. potentially right on the verge of becoming part of that team, and I yeah. think now, based on the signings that we've made, <laughs> good luck, yeah. mate. You know, so I mean, we'll see some of the kids in that one. So predictions, school predictions, Dan Monaco. I think we're going to draw one all. Oh, really? Yeah, I think um, I don't. I don't think under Pochettino we've looked particularly brilliant in Europe. I mean, obviously we battered Monaco last season. We did play very well against Monaco um, last season. But yeah, I think I think it'll be one. I think we'll still we'll still win the group. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I could see us getting off to a little bit of a rocky start. Uh, yeah, although I don't know, maybe maybe two one. I'm going for two 0 to Spurs with Ericsson to score first. Oh, I think we'll nick it two one. But I think it'll be a tight one. And then Sunderland, same again? Yeah, well, I'd say 2-0, 3-0, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, about the same. Sunderland, 2-0, 3-0. And if that was the case, then three wins and and, and two draws from the first five games of the season, and in the Champions League, and still in the League Cup. Um, You know, the season's looking... Well, I mean, Kane has now scored earlier than than he's ever has on the Premier League for Tottenham. He he did try and miss it, though. He did try and miss the first one. He was pretty much, like, standing on the ball by the time he got it out from under... Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we were getting a little bit frustrated, but I thought he definitely played a lot better than he has done. Mm. Um, he looked a lot stronger on the ball, looked a bit more confident, but not fully confident. So. Uh, I just think that, that you know he clicked last season away at Bournemouth when, mm. when he got that hat trick, and I think that against Sunderland, I just think you just have to play him as a number nine mm. right at the top against yeah. a team like that. He'll get chances and mm. he'll score, and that's good for his confidence. I don't think the experiment. 
early on with him playing deeper than yeah, Jansen agreed. particularly worked. I don't think. Yeah. That, and if Jansen doesn't play, that, that, then he bides his time. And again, mm. going back to the earlier point about Lloris, and I think that's again Pochettino's strength. Lloris came back into the side. Uh, he is the, the the club captain. He's the French national captain. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. If he's fit. You play him, and, and I think mm. that, that Pochettino says, yeah, I, I don't rule with sentiment. Mm. You know, I play the best team because, you know, you don't win games with sentiment. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, look, gentlemen, it's been a, a pleasure to have you both here. It's uh, once again a good time to be a Spurs fan. We're really looking forward to Wednesday. That's going to be some match, some atmosphere. So, uh, Rob and Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you want to plug you? You're mentioning your new thing, your new launch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, if you've got a TV... Most lot, people have. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. Um, on uh, next Monday, mm-hmm. uh, a TV channel I've been working on for a while now um, is launching. It's called Viceland. Uh, it is a TV spin-off of the... Uh, it's surprisingly massive um, vice.com where you can get lots of documentaries about people doing drugs in foreign countries and politics and so on. We were the first people ever to have got access to Islamic State, made a documentary which won an Emmy last night actually uh, about them. So if you like kind of quality, if you often think to yourself, oh, there's never anything good on TV nowadays. Mm. I wish there was a new channel uh, which is on about the fourth page of the Sky EPG where <laughs> I can just leave it on all of the time and then that bloke on the Spurs show could continue to have a job for a couple more years because really on Sky you only need about five people to just leave the TV on and your ratings are through the roof. So if you could do that, that would be fantastic. Um, especially if you've got a barb box. If anybody has a barb box, oh, yes. That's for def- the, like for the I'm prepared to pay... Figures cash money for you to just leave uh, leave your, your well, channel if you've got one of those get in contact and we'll, we'll, we'll sort something out for but you but yeah we've got Viceland coming on Monday um, we've got a really great series which I think Spurs show uh, fans will like um, we've got a series called Vice World of Sports we travel around the world going to really extreme crazy sporting occasions it's a brilliant documentary made about the Belgrade dar- uh, derby right. in bed with their hooligans that's a good film you'll really like that and we've also got a great series called Hate Thy Neighbour where Jamali Maddox who's a black comedian travels around the world and just moves in with fascists <laughs> like really hardcore heavy racists and uh, tries to make friends with them wow doesn't go well okay looking forward to that well dan and rob thank you so much for joining us thanks olive engineering uh we'll see you all next week come on you spurs if you like this podcast come and join me mark webster for the whistleblowers a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at the whistleblowers.net and it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one Podcast Network.